Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. An Erios production. Would I kill my own baby to save a village? Would I go back in time and kill him? Would I take the promotion at work? With strings attached? Would I eat muffins for the rest of my life if it meant I didn't have to go to school? Would I have Satan's child? The Big Ones! Hi everyone and welcome to The The Big Big Ones! Each week we discuss new ethical questions, ranging from historical decisions to relationship problems to brain-busting moral choices. The problems can be complicated discussed to discuss, but they're always fun to talk about because they force you to look deep, deep, deep with inside yourself. Well, you like what you see? Rishi Herway and Samin Nasrat. <laughs> we do it? You did it. I'm did so we do sorry. It? No, it's all good. Great. Okay, so we need to be, we, we are so excited for today because we have two celebrities <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> Um, so you guys know, cause, um, Rishi is a podcaster himself and he has probably like, um, a half a dozen podcasts <laughs> at the moment. Well, I just need to say Song Exploder is my favorite podcast. Really? Yes. Wow. Thank you so much. And just you talking to me right now feels like I went into a time warp or something because it feels like my podcast is talking back to me. <laughs> Isn't his voice so soothing? Yeah, it really is. I love it. And then, and then, um, Samin is the author of Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat, which is my favorite cooking book. I'm holding it up right now. Oh, um, and it taught me to cook. And then also, she hosts the um, show by the same name on Netflix. And then Rishi and Samin have a um, a podcast they're doing together about quarantine cooking called Home Cooking. Yeah, it's been really fun. Keep going, you guys. My thing just unplugged. Sorry. I'm sorry. What What unplugged? My my charger. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Don't be sorry. All... Amanda, I can you... already tell. You're the me and Amanda's the rich. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Hold on. And maybe my microphone wasn't plugged in, too. But that's, that's, oh I mean, that's this a maybe. Because, that's a maybe. Well, I'm trying to seem professional because we have fancy guests <laughs> on and you're... <laughs> You're really it's like she she's doing it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, well you messed up you messed up the different i sounds in Rishi's name. Yeah. That's true. So I can unplug a um, microphone for a second. Okay, we're all good now. We're fine. It's like this never happened. Okay, and we should also say that um Rishi and Samin are not they neither one will enable their video. And so Marie and I can see each other, but we're not able to see Either of them, we can only see their names written in like a black void on Zoom. Mm-hmm. It's my true, oh true shape. Oh my God, Listen, <laughs> when before you had a podcast, were you, I mean, before the quarantine, were you Zooming and expecting your guests to video in? No. 
So what what's up with this double standard, guys? Well, because we were live with them. We saw them in their face. We always saw their faces. Oh, okay. <laughs> got, got you there. You. We got you. Good. That's the first of so many times we're going to get you today. It's fine. I'm like, the, I'm used to being the one who's got. So it's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, we got, we got you good. Do you know that Perry Gross good. never looks at her, her guests when she interviews them? She closes her eyes. Like they're yeah, never in the same place. Eyes. She always does them Are you serious? as remote I, audio yeah, she never interviews. Lets them there. Why does she say why? Yeah, because she says that, and I I think this is true too. Like when you like if if I'm looking at your face, there's a lot that we can communicate without words, you know. And so being apart, you mm. kind of have to put it all into your voice so that you get more expression and emotion into the voice. Oh, and I think it also suits her particular personality too, where she. Um, she is introverted and she, I think there's like a pressure that she feels by having to look into, you know, having somebody see her face and maybe they're reading something from her expression that fe- she feels like isn't uh, accurate or, you know, and it also just at a practical level lets her look at her notes and things like that without them feeling like she's mm. not. Also, they're public radio and they can't afford to fly everyone to Philly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe yeah. she's a, maybe she's an, an eye roller because I have an issue sometimes. Well, this is what my husband says, but that sometimes I roll my eyes and I don't even mean to. Hmm. Um, but I could sometimes see where I that roll would my be R's a- and I don't mean to. But <laughs> I could. Oh no! Now you eyes. guys are getting the dose of the medicine. You're getting the, the, the like oh. word play. Oh lord, it's already started. <laughs> <laughs> I. I think that that's an interesting tactic in a in a way to get people to answer questions that you might actually be like nervous to get them to answer is because you wouldn't have someone looking at you judging you for asking them a certain kind of question. Mm-hmm. I think know? that's probably true. Like, yeah, you could be like, you know, Carrie Washington, what's you know, what, you know, who hurt you? And then <laughs> you would. <laughs> And then she'll tell you because she doesn't have to look at you. It's like confession. Who do you think hurt Carrie Washington? Her Tony agent. Tony Goldwyn. <laughs> Who's Tony Goldwyn? The president. Duh. I don't. I've never watched <laughs> um. it. So, guys, we thank you both for being here. This really is just so exciting. You guys are like very like highbrow. <laughs> in a very good, like in a very, like in a way that steam. Yes, that's exactly right. Hmm. And um, Amanda and I so are like no farting gutter- during the episode. Well, yeah. Well, we are like gutter rats, kind of. Like we uh, were. Ooh. Yeah, me and Amanda. Interesting. You should say gutter rats because that ties into today's dilemma. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> so anyway, we like to start the podcast asking our guests if they have any little moral dilemmas they need help with. I have um, one. Okay, what's yours? Oh, my question is. Is it okay to re-gift without revealing that you are re-gifting? What are you re-gifting? <laughs> what, it, I think it de- maybe, I, what are you re-gifting, like well, a smoothie? <clears throat> <laughs> no, like, <laughs> he, gives it, he gives it back to the, to the, to the bartender or whatever. I got it. The bartender? <laughs> she is the smoothie barks. She's pina colada. Um, okay, he, this, here's a specific example. 
I got like a fancy pair of headphones as a as a thank you gift for doing a thing. Oh, I got those same headphones. Yeah, actually, that's right. We were. <laughs> I gave mine away mine too. too. Oh yes, Together. this is good. This is what, good. What were they? They were like the most expensive Bose headphones a person can buy. Okay, that's not what I and have. Why... I've got Master and Dynamic. <laughs> and why did you want to give it away? Why did you both give them away? Well, I already have. I already had a pair. You know, like my my whole life has been uh, living in headphones for so headphones. long. So I have a lot yeah. of headphones already, including I had an identical pair of these. You know, Bose noise canceling headphones. Uh, so I I wanted to give them as a present to somebody, but but it felt like. I felt like it would be less special for them to know that I was like, hey, I got these things for free. Now you can have them. Uh, is it is it wrong to not present the, the truth of how, like the origin of these things and just be like, not mention that? I just just omitted it and be like, I got you this present. You know, it was it was there. Uh, it, it was just like they were going on a trip and I knew that they would this would make their plane ride better because they make my plane rides better. Um, okay, first of all, say, I'm just gonna hey. let me please weigh in on this because I also oh, gave please. away my headphones. First of all, let me just give a little more context. They were, I think it's the most expensive Bose headphones there are. They're like five. Oh, how much are like yeah like, like three hundred seventy dollars? Like, how much? Three hundred seventy dollars. Three three hundred seventy bucks. Um, and I also want to say like we got them because we were doing work. Right. Like it was part of our it was like a thank you for some work that we did. So. Okay. This is right. me being very saying, defensive. So it's in kind the, of like, yes, the it's almost like is it's totally it's... OK. <laughs> so in a way, what you're saying is that you work. It's it's as if you bought them because your time you you got them in in uh, in response to work you had done. Mm. It was almost like you payment. earned them. Yeah, we earned them. Hmm. You earned them, and then you gave them away. It wasn't like you just found them. It was that you earned. Well, it also, them. wasn't These like a weren't... birthday present. You know, it's not right. A I guess this is not re- this is not a really great example of regifting because it was it was. I was thinking of it as a gift because it came in like the thank you sw- yes. swag bag. But but well, it's, it's not, not like, like you like got the same. paid in them. It's just that they were part of they they were just part of the payment. Yeah, in yeah. a way. Exactly. Yeah. But I guess a better better example would be something more like, yeah, you got this for your for Christmas, you got this for your birthday or whatever, and then and you're like, I don't want this, and then and then you give it to somebody else. Well, but it is. I think it's actually kind of rude to tell someone that it's a regift. I I really don't have a problem with regifting un- unless you're doing it in the spirit of getting rid of something like unloading a burden. But in this case, the headphones aren't a burden. The headphones are a blessing. Mm. And so you're. <laughs> thank you for the thoughtful. Mm. <laughs> He's a masterful audio recorder. Okay, he knows exactly when to. Mm. <laughs> he let that moment land. Yeah, he sure did. Well, he's professional. <laughs> you can't see his face, but you can really read the emotion. <laughs> um, what if it were? But okay, I so love is, a re-gift. is there a line then where it goes from, say, the headphones are are. Uh, eminently useful but then you know we can imagine gifts that are less and less useful 
Yeah, so my um, my aunt-in-law, Posey, every year for Christmas gives me like a huge bag filled with really, it's like socks and um, dish towels from Target and um, kitchen gadgets. And so last year for Christmas, I got a, um, a device that helps you open a can. <laughs> a so can opener. Can opener? It's not a can opener. <laughs> it's not a can opener. Is it the it's, thing oh, you I'm, like I'm grip? sorry, not a... Is it the thing you grip <laughs> no, no, jars no. with? A yeah. jar. A jar. Okay. Because, so, I mean, you didn't cover the difference between a can and a jar in your book. I know. So I know. I really should call this salt, fat, can, jar, heat. So that's for the next book. That's for, <laughs> yeah, yeah. for jar, can, bottle, vase. Can or jar. That's <laughs> yeah, our next podcast, vase. can or jar. <laughs> yeah. Can or jar. But Just anyway, by tapping like it, a... see if people can know what it is. <laughs> oh, that's good audio. See, yeah. That's, but yeah. that was something that I'm like, okay, so essentially, I, I mean, some people might find this useful, but to me, it's really, it feels like junk. And I did have an instinct to re-gift it to someone. But then I thought, no, this is something that I think most people would not want you know, and it was quite large. It was like a grip thing that you would put around a it jar. It seems and... like an as seen on TV type of thing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, or something it's just for something... like someone seventy five and or over, right? Yeah, that's yeah. I think what it what it is. So I, I mean, I could. I just thought for something like this, I should just not regift it unless I know the person really wants it because that feels like you're just burdening someone else. But. Bose headphones, I mean, the, I would assume, if, depending on who you gave the Bose headphones to, that they're kind of like, oh, maybe he got these in a gift bag or, you know, knowing your profession, they probably, they might have an inkling, but I don't think I wouldn't take offense or to that. Or they might think, they excited. might think, oh, he knows, he knows audio so well that he, he scoured the internet to find the best ones for me. And isn't that nice? I mean, frankly, they're more... They're fancier headphones than I would have ever been able to buy. Like, I wouldn't have bought them for the person. So I, I kind of felt like it was a give, bit of a giveaway because I'm like, if they ever decided to look up how much they cost. Oh, of course. Which they, they did. Ran. The first thing yes. they did, they ran to their <laughs> they computer. Did. But, and they they but maybe I picked a, a, a bad example then because of that. But maybe I, I should, will I say with my closer. headphones, what I did is maybe, I don't know, even worse. <laughs> Not even worse, but I Uh-oh, opened what? The, well. I had a weird stretch last year where, like, every event I did in the gift bag, there was a pair of headphones. I got, in a span of, like, oh five God. weeks, three very fancy headphones as, like, gifts. Two were branded. So you guys like, get with... invited to, like, a lot of stuff, though. No, like, it was guys... weird. And I started, I started, because it, I was, like, I think it was just for a little bit of time last year, the, the like, the what's it called? The status gift at Silicon Valley events was a fancy pair of headphones. Mm. And so there's only so many a person can possibly use. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, so I was like, okay, I'm going to save these and get, so I gave away two of the three that I received and both, both times people knew it was a regift, but they were stoked. They were getting like a $300 thing for free. Did so, you tell right. them that it was a regift, or did they just they they just knew? Well, one was apparent because it was like the weird branded one, <laughs> right? <laughs> and yeah, because it was also just like kind of hilarious how like once a week I was just getting, you know, two to three hundred dollar headphones for free. Yeah, and but, also um, Amanda, how would you worry? make that determination of burden versus benefit? Well, to me, I feel um, like it's also um, in addition to what you explained, Amanda. You know, giving away the jar thing. 
it's complicated. Like to me, the ethics are like of gift giving in, in the first place are really complicated in this capitalist world where we live where everyone's just like expected to give each other Christmas and birthday presents. And so people end up giving right. people a lot of crap they don't want, like a can mm-hmm. jar opener. And so it's also like, well, yeah, man, what are you supposed It's just more junk filling up your house, you know? <laughs> so mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, if you found someone who could use it, sure, you could regift that or you could regift it to the goodwill and maybe it'll find its way to somebody who can use it. But like the idea that we only have to buy people new stuff that I think is, you know, flawed to begin with. What I think is messed up to regift mm. is when somebody makes you something <laughs> oh. like a, you know, like a custom mm. throw pillow with cross stitching, and you're like, eh, I don't want this. I'm gonna just. Gonna oh yeah, no, that would be crazy to regift something like that. Like but to think that you, anyone yeah. would even want that. But if you then hate you it, you just throw to- it away. <laughs> You need to, yeah, throw it away because you don't even want to give it to Goodwill because then who knows who comes across it because Wait, that's but this a one is of a, a This is actually a real thing for me too is like it comes from a relative and then they expect you to have it on display in your home when <laughs> yes. they come to visit. What do you do? What do you do with that? Yeah. Because you can't throw <laughs> They're it They're asking us, Amanda. Oh. We don't, and oh. we don't know. <laughs> well, I had a similar situation where that same aunt, she gave me um, for Christmas Posey. a couple years ago, Posey, yeah, a spoon rest, a ceramic spoon rest with my name painted on it. Oh, I have one um, of those. And then I, I mistakenly put it through the dishwasher and the paint all came off of it. So. Uh-huh. The next time she was over, she saw the spoon rests and she went, where did your name go? And I said, I ran it through the dishwasher. I'm so sorry. And then now, and I, to be honest, like, okay. So, and then she got me a, a duplicate with oh, my name Jesus. on it again. Um, no, I really committed. I know. But she's got to give she that, really a, that is. give it a spoon rest, Posey. That's right. a spoon rest. The oh, only no. issue that I'm I'm really thinking about these headphones now, and the, the idea that you, if you don't divulge that they're a regift, and it's you're not super close to the person you're giving them to, my fear would be that they would receive the gift and then think I was in love with them or something. Because they'd be like, oh my God, Amanda bought me. Right. She doesn't have that much money, and Amanda spent $500 on these headphones. Right. Like, is what's going on? Yeah. Now Actually, I want to know who you gave to a- them to. Wait, can I pivot to a to a related but different gifting? Of course. Thing? Um, so, part of the reason why I feel so much guilt about this, and and it oh. feels like an ethical di- dilemma for me, is because gift giving is something I take very seriously. Like I I I really try and put a lot of work into it, and I really want to be a conscientious gift giver. Um, the problem is. I am married to somebody who is not like, I think I'm pretty good at giving gifts because I put so much time and thought into it. But I, but what I have learned is like, that's just, it's not just a matter of a product of thought or effort. It's also, you know, some, you know, it's like something that someone can be better at than, you know, you can more naturally be good at gift giving. Mm-hmm. I am, so you have an egotistical situation happening. It's it's you know I'm like my my wife is not as oriented in that way, and and it used to be an issue for us where I was like oh my gosh I I you know gave I gave you well anyway I'll give you an example <laughs> please <laughs> on our first for, so our first wedding anniversary the first anniversary is 
the paper anniversary. Uh-huh. If you pay attention to those kinds of like traditional things and you know, whatever I do because I love a theme. And, uh, and so for that, I made her, um, like customized stationery with her, you know, she took my last name when we got married and, uh, and made her middle name, her, her last name, her middle, middle name I made. So I'm, I'm like designed a rubber stamp and I got, uh, um, nice paper wow. and I made like I handmade all this stationery for her with her new name and it was you know uh, and let me guess she ran it through the dishwasher <laughs> <laughs> she forgot our anniversary <gasps> no and then so I was like oh. here's our your anniversary present it's the paper anniversary oh. and I gave the whole story and I gave the thing and um, and she was like and she looked at me and she said I'll be right back oh Oh my and God, she left the house, <laughs> and she came back, and uh, and and you got a book? I got a book, a journal. I got a no, Did not you? even just like a, not a journal, like a novel. I mean, it was a novel that I wanted to read, but it had nothing to do with. <laughs> but it anything. was paper. Big little lies. No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was bringing up the bodies by Hilary Mantel, a book I really loved and did really want to read, but you know, um, didn't really have much to do with our wedding right <laughs> well I mean, well you know what i'm gonna say yes, maria i do i, do. I thought say? the minute he brought it up i said i know where amanda's going with this and i will sit back and relax because you're about to learn about the different ways the different <laughs> the different love languages <laughs> i'm sorry i it, it always seems to come up but I, this is a perfect example of that we all have different love languages <laughs> Are you all familiar? This is what I've this is what I've oh, yeah. since learned, but uh yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure she she should have gone out and bought you the love language book. <laughs> and said, "I'm not I'm a good wife." Look yeah. at this. Like, I'll go get your car oiled. <laughs> oil. Car oil. <laughs> or whatever you do, I'll replace your oil. Car oiled. <laughs> But isn't the there are some people that are gift givers? That's how they express their love. Some people that do acts of service, right? And that's like oiling someone's car up, and then uh, <laughs> and then other another whether one, they want it or not. Yeah, it's like touch, right, Amanda, or physical contact, mm-hmm. and and yeah. I think that's true. I mean, I agree with these love languages in a way, but I and but I think. It is difficult because because some people just have a place in their brain where they can constantly be thinking about gifts for people. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then some people, it just really sneaks up on them that this. this okay, so here's my ethical <laughs> dilemma uh, about it: is should I tone it down? No, oh, no, never. That's who you are. Just not. You don't tone it down. But but just as long as you're not making her feel bad by expecting more from her than she's mm. capable of doing. And I'm not saying she shouldn't, you know, push herself to do a little more because that's what you want. But I'm just saying, like, she'll never meet your standard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have to be okay with that and just know that well, I, I I actually I have a um a tip. Okay, let's hear it. Would you like to hear yes, it? Yes, please. <laughs> Samine, do you want to hear uh, it? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, so I'm in a similar situation where Matt, my husband, is really, he's real big into gifts. He's really good at gifts as well. And I'm more, it sounds like um, your wife 
who is not as interested in, in gifts. I'm sure she loves getting them. She just doesn't think about giving them as much as you do. So what we do, I think it really helps to communicate about it. Like to be like, oh, our anniversary is coming up. Like, let's talk about like what we're going to do this year. That way she knows you're going to do something really thoughtful so she can have the time and um, a little be able to put a little bit more thought into it if she knows what's coming out. Mm-hmm. But I bet, Rishi, I but you like the surprise of it. I mean, that, I know. the ideal gift scenario, right, is that you just, uh, you just, someone has thought about you so wholly and completely that, yeah, they can yeah. just be like, here's the thing. I, it's this, here's the pre- perfect present. But that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. I I like that kind of pressure. I have a friend. Um, I'm not I not in a relationship, but like uh, I have these close friends who I've been friends with for like over 20 years. They're a little bit older than me, so I think of them sort of as my big brother and sister. I mean, they're married, so maybe whatever. But <laughs> forget about that <laughs> weird and analogy. Big stepbrother, uh, stepsister. So it's yeah, okay. big sister and her husband, brother and. <laughs> They have um, (laughs) done this amazing thing where like she just is like so done with being disappointed that she literally just tells him what to buy her. She's like, oh, I very much want this pin from this jeweler in this color and this size. Just go get it made. Yeah. (laughs) And now she's happy. Like, yeah, it's and that, you know, sometimes you have to. Yeah. And I actually really appreciate that. I think. It is, it is, you know, and she is the Rishi in the relationship for sure. Like she's the one who's so thoughtful and makes presents and spends so much time thinking about people. And I could imagine that for many years in their relationship, she had felt let down. And like, she's like, why did you buy me a phone charger, you know, for my birthday or something? (laughs) And and so she just was like, I want these nice things. I want them as presents for these momentous occasions. And I am going to tell you, you know, what I need from you. So I guess the the thing in the um, maybe the letdown of it is is like the person the Rishi of the relationship is thinking, oh, uh, because I think so much about this person that the fact that they're not thinking about me in that same way means that we're not on the same level, and that having to tell someone what to get you is almost like saying like you don't have to work as hard as I do. To Rishi, did she forget the next year or did she nail it? Um, I think, you, you know, she's, she's gotten, definitely gotten better about remembering the presents themselves have gotten worse. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, they're, they're good. You know, it's just, it's really, it's tough. And now we're, we're in a position where she does, I think she feels, I've tried to sort of deescalate things, but I think she just, she still feels incredible pressure whenever she has to exactly. get me a present. And I feel like... How that, do yeah. you feel about cash? <laughs> she just got you an envelope with a couple hundred dollar bills in yeah. there. Well, now, I mean, now I feel like I have the solution. I'm just going to tell her, oil up my car. Yeah. She'll be out there all day. <laughs> for everything. Uh, oil up, up my car. <laughs> Present everybody wants. nice. That way it's all slick. You exactly, go faster. Yeah. But let me ask you this, Rishi. Does she do other things that you don't do? Like oh, things I mean, that no, you... for sure. Like we definitely have an, you know, an equal part. I, I have gotten the better uh, side of the bargain in our in our marriage, for sure. But I mean, yeah, for sure. So it's like. <laughs> yeah. <definitely. laughs> also, she has to put up with incessant puns. Exactly. Well, she's wondering why you're giving away all those nice headphones. She's going, stop with all these thoughtful gifts. I want those damn headphones you keep giving away. 
Uh, Look, I think every relationship goes through this. I go through it with my boyfriend, too. It's just people. I know this is going to sound crazy, but just listen to me here. People are different. Everyone (laughs) is different. And everyone, everyone does things differently and thinks differently. And sometimes you have to adapt to how someone else thinks so that you can please them. So well, okay. Don't... Oh, go ahead. I'm now now. He disagrees. Off of, no, no, no. <laughs> off of his thought there. Sorry, I, I interrupted you. You should finish. Believe me, there was nothing else to be said. <laughs> <laughs> you made made me realize there's a there's yet another sort of branch off of this gifting tree question, which okay. is, uh, you know, if somebody gives you something and you don't like it, is it ethical? to lie and say that you do or is it better say it's your say it's a very close somebody who's very close to you is it better to lie to and say you like it regardless you? <laughs> <laughs> imagine you have a co-host, actually i've never okay? given you Just, anything so <laughs> exactly that's what he's getting at yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's taking the long way like if you have you, you know say you have a bad poker face and you get something and you, and you don't love it do you, like should you feel obligated to pretend that you love it in all circumstances? Yes, yes, you should. Because yes. take take it from someone who one time didn't, and <laughs> on Christmas morning, Uh-oh. and let's just say Christmas wasn't good that year. <laughs> Christmas was canceled. Christmas was canceled. Christmas, Christmas was canceled. so lie. I th- Is- I think you got it lie to the best of your ability uh, it's so hard for me to lie about that stuff it really is because it makes me angry it may i get angry when i think someone doesn't know me as well as they think they do mm. and isn't that interesting to think about because <laughs> <laughs> because all they were doing was trying to be nice and thoughtful but then when i see it and i go you thought i would like this i don't say that but in my eyes i'm sure they see the fire burning of of you don't know me mm. um that's How scary for them <laughs> i know <laughs> i know and i guess that's kind of um something i need to work on but yeah i guess you should lie but it's very hard for me to not just want to teach a lesson in the moment and going you know i don't like this i mean because it's one thing if it's if it's <laughs> If it's Aunt Posey and she's showing up every now and then looking for mm-hmm. a spoon rest, it's another thing if it's like, you know, somebody <laughs> who you see all the time and they're like, why aren't you wearing the earrings I gave you or the, you know, whatever. Why mm-hmm. is your car mm-hmm. totally dry? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are getting me good. To, you can't slip up around these two professionals. <laughs> you can't slip up you make, around you your make car, one Amanda. slip up. You slip around you your car. You make one That's slip your up car. to the day I die. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Listen, I think you got to fake it till you make it. I really do. Because it's the thought that counts. Is it? Oh, can I say something? I mean, that's what everyone says. Okay. Final thoughts, Samin. Okay. I have to say, as a person who's like historically, I come from a family and a culture that doesn't really make a big deal out of birthdays. And we only have one sort of gift giving holiday during the year. And I, you know, that kind of stops when you're not a kid. So I, I have not like been a participant in at least like, you know, my family history and the like whole gift thing for many years, like decades. And I think that that's Mm -hmm. conditioned me. I mean, I love when I find like the perfect thing for someone. 
but I hate the pressure of Christmas and birthdays. Like I like giving a gift when it's just when that thing appears in my life and I can give somebody something really special that I think they would like. And, um, and I like receiving that way too, I think, because I am just so inured to like just let down. I've so, I've been let down so many times on, and also I don't really get a holiday anymore. Like I don't get the annual holiday thing. Mm. But for, but like one amazing thing that happened just this week actually is my neighbor who's uh, 74 and she's so wonderful and just has the most amazing taste. She, we, the way we live is like, there's only one garage for these four homes and it's hers. And so she lets other people store bikes and stuff in there. So another one of our neighbors wanted to get a bike. And so um, the older neighbor was like, oh yeah, you can store the bike in the garage. And actually like, we should go look at the bikes I have in there because I need to get rid of them because I don't ride them anymore. I have osteoporosis. And I said, oh, you know, I've been thinking about getting a bike. And so she gave me this bike that is like a vintage British tourist riding bike. It's so beautiful. It has a basket on it. I can put my dog in there. It fits me perfectly. I feel like I'm like from a 1950s television show. Like, Mm. you know, (laughs) it's just the most wonderful. Like I rode it around the neighborhood yesterday. And I wrote, I came back and I had the biggest grin on my face. And I was like, this is the best present anybody's ever given me, you know? And it just made me so happy. And it wasn't, it has nothing to do with the time, you know, that like leading up the pressure of like an anniversary or anything like that. And also it, um, it's not even necessarily anything that she like put so much thought about into, but she kind of was like, oh, it fits you. I know that you would like it. I don't know. That kind of stuff, that like unexpected generosity is really, I think, what hits me yeah. the hardest. So That's lovely. Because that, that's also like, like could be a life changer to have a nice bicycle that you love like well, that. Well, see, there's different ways to give gifts and there's different ways to receive them. And as I said before, everyone's different. Everybody's different. I'm going to remember totally. that. Yeah, just, and honestly, you, you can quote me on it and you can take it as your own and it's not like, I'm not... I'm going to cross-stitch it on a pillow and give it as a Christmas present. Oh, that's nice. Everyone's different. (laughs) That would be nice. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to get to our big, big one. But um, before we do, we like to ask that our guests... Okay, so this is what we... We always demand that our listeners rate, review, and subscribe to our Patreon because... um, if they don't, we're mad at them. And we've been giving them a lot free content for years now. And if there's, we think most of them have rated and reviewed, but there's a few people who are, you know, they slow haven't. on the trigger. They haven't because okay. I know the amount of listeners we get and I've seen the amount of re- re- reviews we get and it doesn't line up. But anyway, they're tired of hearing it from our mouth. So if you two don't mind just taking a minute to sort of in whatever way you want, um, try to pressure the listeners into rating and reviewing five stars only that's what i mean if you want more of this amazing advice <laughs> and car oiling <laughs> there, there she goes actually Dog that should bone. be it that should be it if you rate and review this podcast you'll be entered into a random drawing to have your car oiled by amanda oh, oh my god and i'm Careful. using canola she, yeah she'll be over there <laughs> How do you live with yourself listening to a show about ethical dilemmas while not facing your own ethical dilemma of whether or not to support this great work? I love that. 
I love that. Me too. Can you That's say really can you say Rishi now and now the big um and now the big ones in full or what do you say on Song Exploder after the, yeah. everyone talks about their thing? Uh, and now here's the big ones by Amanda and Maria in its entirety. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's really something else. That's really cool. All right, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and do our big big one. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. We're back. We're back. Here is our big, big one. And brace yourselves because it's a, a whopper. You are the world-renowned food critic, Anton Ego. Years ago, you gave the restaurant Gusto's a scathing review, which inadvertently led to the chef's untimely death. But the restaurant is under the guidance of a new chef. You are skeptical but decide to give them another chance. That night, at Gusto's, you are served ratatouille. You say, ratatouille, they must be joking. You take a bite, and a beautiful memory of your mother's cooking rushes over you. You are floored. You ask to meet the chef. A young, gangly teenager named Alfredo Linguini emerges from the kitchen. This is the chef? It can't be. Linguini says... I'm just your waiter. I'm not the chef. Then who do I thank for the meal? And then, from the kitchen emerges, a little rat named Remy. Can you give a good review to a restaurant with a rat chef? Or should you immediately report them to the health department? Wow. Getting getting right where you uh, eat, so to speak. (laughs) Oh my god. A rat chef. So this is, of course, from the famous movie Ratatouille. It's <laughs> such a good film. movie. One of the best movies uh, about you... about the act of creation and creative process ever made. Re- oh, I've never even thought about I... it like that. I've always just thought about a rat cooking. But now that you put it that way, that's... <laughs> I feel like it's a great movie about <clears throat> about what it means to try and be an artist and you know have an existence outside of the one that's sort of prescribed for you by your your upbringing and your uh your family are you I think trying to tell true. us your ratatouille in this analogy <laughs> i mean i, re- I relate scientist. to i relate to remy so much do you yeah. what? well he's I coming mean, to us what? live from under a chef's hat right now <laughs> oh my god yeah explain to us how you're like remy well, just, you know, he... You're the immigrant child of scientists who yeah, exactly. became a musician. <laughs> I think I've... I've. It's not only been something... It's like something I've actively sought out, I think, at some unconscious level, to do something that isn't what the people around me have done. You know, there's, there's sort of two twin impulses. One is, I want to do this thing. It happens to not be the thing that everybody else does. But then also, I kind of, like, actively leaned into it because I wanted to run away a little bit 
from what right. had been around me. Um, and, you know, and you have to, and it, it's not something that my family understood or really, uh, it's not that they were, they, they weren't supportive in a way, but they just, they weren't thrilled about it. And, uh, and, you know, and so when Remy's, you know, trying to explain to his family what the value is of great food and all that stuff, and they just don't understand, you know, I felt that, I felt that deeply. That's nice. That's really nice. Okay, off the bat, let's just play the reality of this. Let's give our answers. Are we okay with an actual rat um, making, working in like a Michelin-starred restaurant? And it is, okay, so in the movie, I think people only, the teenager can hear the rat, right? Or is he? I don't think he's a teenager, Amanda. I think that he's... Well, he's got the body type. I know, of he's, got a, does. He a teen, does. he's got a teen body, but he's... I, I think maybe he's like 19, 20, right? Okay, maybe. He, yeah, if he's a teenager, he's 19. Okay, but yeah, he's 19. Okay, but anyway, off the bat, are we cool with a very cute, clean, seemingly clean rat cooking us dinner? I'm going to say, you know, the... The mere fact of his ratness doesn't disqualify him, I think. You know, uh, it's really prejudice against what rats have been historically that leads them to being condemned if you find them in a kitchen. But it's certainly possible for a rat to be as clean as any other animal, and and that includes human beings. I'm sure there are... Are Are you, like, perpetuating some, like, myth of the exceptional rat? I'm not saying he is the only <laughs> exceptional rat. I'm trying to dispel the myth that uh, uh, that rats categorically can only be disease-carrying vermin. Okay, that's fair. But I'm going to say this: if I, if someone had a house rat, like in a cage, like a, like a, you know, someone had their little rat pet, a pet. That I would And rats make good pets. Right. I wouldn't see that rat as a diseased vermin. I'd see that as, oh, it's a weird pet to have, but that's clean enough. I'd let it walk on the bed, you mm-hmm. know? Oh yeah. Okay. There you but go. if I was down in the subway in the sewers and I saw a rat, I'd go, Oh, that's a diseased vermin. So I think and this may be wrong, this may be very judgmental of me, but where I find a rat um kind of informs how I view that rat. So oh, contextual. guys, this is getting into real dangerous territory. <laughs> well, but this is when it comes to rats. If a rat's walking through the muck, then the rat's dirty. But if a rat is in a nice home, the, the, see, now this is this clean? is where you're getting into exceptional ratness. Why? <laughs> Well, this is going to get real dark. I don't know what exceptional This is so bad. Is. Like, I'm afraid really to say anything for so many reasons. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, we got to talk it out. We got to talk it out. We got to talk it out. Are you sure? If we don't talk it out, someone else, someone else less informed is going to do it. Okay. And this is- no, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to get real guys, dark. I feel this is real tricky. Like, this I know. is real tricky. Rats are many okay, rats are humans, and they can't choose where they they go, right? I mean, Remy could, so but I mean, we're, rats, like, we're so, perpetuating a speciesist philosophy here. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. 
Yeah. Well, rats got a bad rap because of the plague. And but that was a long, long time ago. Um, and s- some rats are still up to no good. But I say if there's a rat, <laughs> if, if there's a rat that loves to cook and has the, the ability to cook off the bat, I don't think off the bat, I'm going to refuse to give them a good review. Right. No, I, I agree with you. Right. Yeah. I mean, I assume if a rat is cooking and we even see Remy wash his hands you know, very thoroughly in the movie that, uh, that <laughs> well, it's hard for him because he has to walk, but he walks on his hind legs, right? Doesn't he learn to walk on his hind legs? I think he always does. I don't think there was a, there was yeah. like a montage where he's <laughs> slowly <laughs> becomes a biped. Yeah. <laughs> he knows that if he wants to be a chef, that's the first thing he's going to have to learn to do. Oh man, um, you guys. It's really obvious to me right now that none of you have your serve safe certificates. Just saying. Okay, none well, of you guys have been us, certified I mean, in, you know, kitchen safety. Okay, so Samin, you're saying that you see a rat in the kitchen and you and it's done. You're over. It's over. Bad news. Yeah, I mean, <gasps> it's complicated. It's I maybe I've just been trained. You know, maybe I've just been immersed in anti-rat like, mm-hmm. ideology. Um, ideology. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You've been brainwashed. I've probably <clears throat> been brainwashed. Even if you were to see that rat and he was wearing a cute little toque? Yeah, I think I think it wouldn't matter. You know, the like just to do this is like a what what's a what's a word when you do like a, ex, a brain exercise a thought exercise? Like let's do a thought um a thought experiment. Thought experiment. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I have this dog who I love very much who's completely insane. And I got her a year ago and she's very small. And so, um, and when she's wet, she doesn't look unlike a rat. <laughs> so there've been many <laughs> okay. times when we're outside in the yard and um, when we're sitting in our beautiful yard that has a lot of fruit trees and apricot trees and stuff, often in the summertime, many a rat frequent the telephone wires. And so I've, oh. I've been known to, to look at the rats on the telephone wire and then to take a second look at my dog and wonder... Truly, mm. what's the difference between the two? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. the difference is and those rats on the telephone wire could cook you a delicious meal. It's true. Mm-hmm. Fava bean cannot do anything. She cannot. Except cause, yeah. Oh, that's his name, little Fava bean. Aww. <laughs> and so I, um, mm. but if I, I shudder to, to imagine. My dog, who, like, I think many people would believe that a domesticated dog is, I don't know, more hygienic than a rat. Although maybe that's, like, just innate species speciesism. I don't know. Uh, even after a fresh bath, when I put in, like, delicious essential oils into her um, conditioner and she smells really good, uh, I think she's pretty disgusting. And I've witnessed a lot of butt licking. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure, like, I really trust her palate or her paws. Here's the thing. I think you, you hit the, the nail on the head already, Samin, with, in, in terms of the certification. Like, in order to be a professional chef, uh, you have to learn things. You, there are, you have to learn all kinds of – sorry – that was my door opening. Now my disgusting dog is in, in the room. Um, you, have, <laughs> you have to learn. Uh, you have to overcome. You know, humans are innately disgusting, too. But we've learned, yes. we've been socialized and civilized and taught 
how to, uh, I mean, we've tried, you know, clearly the spread of coronavirus shows that we are not great at hygiene ourselves. Um, but you have to, you True. have to learn how to get good at these things. True. So if you're a chef who has... Do you think has, a rat can get a serve safe certificate? I mean, if they're, if they're serving the kind of ratatouille with those kinds of Proustian powers that Remy's able to, then I think he's got the skills to uh, to be certified in kitchen safety, too. Because we're assuming that the rat, Remy, in the kitchen, uh, you know, take the Pixar out of it. But this is this is a rat that that can cook. So this is a rat that can learn. And rats are rats get through mazes all the time. They're so every day, every day, there's probably if for, you know, every 10 seconds, I think a rat makes it through, <laughs> through a maze. Um, so, so like they're they can learn. So this is something that I'm sure maybe it wouldn't be on the level of like they could take a test, but I think they could learn their way around the kitchen in a clean manner, in a way that made people go, okay, that's a, that's safety for, that's a safety first rat. I'm definitely living in the premise of the question that was posed, which is that, you know, this rat has made this wonderful dish. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm saying that, 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 that rat has, is working in this Michelin starred restaurant that that rat as chef has done all of this training that, that Samin has had to do multiple times. Mm-hmm. And so the, the mere, the pure ratness of the rat does not disqualify uh, the quality of the restaurant. Right. Yeah. I'm going to okay, say if so the you're rat give qualifies, them the good review. I'm going to let the, if the, I'm going to take it out of my own hands and say, if the rat, has a serve safe certificate. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's okay with, by me. Yeah, it's not but the Samin, ratness. let me ask you this: If you're mm-hmm. the serve safe instructor, oh, or whatever, no, that's not part of the question. That's not part of the question. Yes, I'm asking it now. I'm asking it now. And, uh, and you're in there, and you I go, "Okay, who's my student today?" People. You are, but you are, but you are, you that. are. And you look down, you say, okay, who's, who's, who am I working with today? Who's and then here you today see it, at this uh, it, weird And you, he, you feel a little tug on your pant leg. <laughs> and you look down, and it's a little rat. Are you even going to give him the time oh, of day? Oh, jeez, you guys, I really was trying to, like, get out of this by, like, handing it off to the serve safe people. <laughs> and now you've turned me into the serve safe people. We need to know. We need to know where your head's at. Just a little rat right down at your pant, like tugging, going. Can we start? Can we do this? this? Situation in my imagination. Okay, it's cute. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it doesn't have like red eyes or anything. It's like got. Why not? Why won't you give it? Yeah. Why won't you give this rat a chance? It's because you're prejudiced against the rat, huh? Because you yeah, I'm definitely prejudiced against the rat. She also has a lot to lose. Why? None of you guys guys, like. None of you guys are like. If you, you know what I mean. Like, if I condone this tomorrow, day after this podcast airs, there's going to be like a headline. That's <laughs> we, we just need one sound bite of Samin saying, I will let a rat in the cook. kitchen. In the kitchen. That and then we're going to pull that. We just need one sound bite, it's Samin. Like Fox News. We just need you to turn your camera on for C-span. one second. Yeah, yeah it's going to be everywhere. 
And you know what, Amanda? I've got enough. I can I can piece together something here. Okay. I've got enough for her. And my career. I've got enough for her saying the right words. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Actually, your your star is now tied to mine, so I wouldn't be laughing so hard. If I <laughs> <laughs> your star is tied to mine. What a threat! I love it. So we have to give our final answers now, though, because we have to move on. But well, there's four. I'm of us, letting so. that rat cook for me. Oh, I would let the rat cook for me. I just don't know that I, as a, like a, a reviewer, could condone it in the paper of record. I would taste. Could you book. let it slide though? Could you not? Could you maybe? Could you not mention it, maybe? And no, knowing no. that that restaurant had a rat, you couldn't. No, because no. you know what? Like, as a person who works at the New York Times, every single time I log into the system to like file stuff or turn in my receipts or whatever, every single time you have to read and accept you know like how you have to anytime you download an app you have to like accept the terms and conditions mm-hmm. yeah, every, every single, single time york you, time every new york time that you hola, log in, every new york time you have to read and agree to the <laughs> ethics code is and there a so, code that says you can't let a you can't let a talented rat cook you a nice ratatouille and get it get, get his due no, but there is a code that says you cannot um, omit that a rat cooked your dinner. Hmm. Which well, is- that's got to change. <laughs> 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 All right. We can see, I can see that you're in a position, so, I mean, this isn't an easy decision for you, and I can see your head spinning, and I can't <laughs> see you, but I can, <laughs> yeah, I can. That's I can't why she see leaves what- the camera off, to avoid, yeah, yeah. spare I know, people from the spinning head. pouring sweat. <laughs> She's got her, you know, she's got the New York Times on the on the phone ready to go to apologize. (laughs) (laughs) But I can see this is difficult for you and I know why. And this is my final thought on it. I think that we definitely have a prejudice against rats in the kitchen because they are known as dirty animals that spread diseases to poop in the food. I have seen it with my own eyes. Okay, but this rat doesn't. This is a different rat because this rat decided to go above and beyond what it was was supposed to do in its life, and it it decided to take to take to take cooking. Okay, okay, and okay. Fine, it. fine, 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 fine. I will risk my career and good name because I am too much of an empath and an open-hearted person, and open-minded, and say that I would not disqualify the restaurant. From receiving a good review, because simply because the chef is a rat. I'm proud of you, Samin. Wow, <laughs> great! Because, All right, as well, long as he has a serve safe certificate. <laughs> Samin, you don't know this, but your lawyer's been on the phone the entire time, and they are—they're losing their minds right statement. now. My phone is blowing up with texts. <laughs> How about you, Rishi? What do you think? Oh, I'm I'm pro rat. Yeah, from the very beginning too, you were pro rat. Yeah, and Amanda, you you said that you're. I, I prefer it to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it is difficult. Maria. Yeah, no, I'm. I think I, I. You know, if the rat, it all depends on like the quality of the food, the 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 quality of the rats, like hygiene, all of that stuff. And if that's all fine. I'm not going to know, like, whether it's a rat or a seal or a whale or a person, 
who's ever making me that food? <laughs> Those and- are the animals you thought of. <laughs> I'd love a whale to cook me dinner. Wouldn't that be fun? I want them all to join up and make a super group restaurant. Yeah. The whale, Amazing. the seal, and the rat. And the That's human. My new I think restaurant. you said there was a human, human in there, too. <laughs> the whale. The seal, the whale, the rat, and the human. Maria's new uh, pop-up restaurant. <laughs> um. All right. Okay. Well, that was really exciting. Um. Now we're going to do very a quick... Tortured. Dear- very tortured. Yeah. It's hard. So we'll quickly read this. Um, Dear Big Ones, this is a letter from one of our listeners, and they are a asking human us listener? for some advice. A human. This is a com- we, Well, we're not sure, but we think so. Okay. We think. Yeah. Um, Hi, Amanda and Maria. This little dilemma may end up not being relevant due to the quarantine, but I figured I'd ask anyway. My wife and I live in sunny San Diego, which is a great city for our careers. She works at the zoo with the birds. <gasps> Crazy like a loon, this one. And I work in the general water recreation industry, parasailing, jet skis, kayaking, canoeing, etc. Neither of our jobs pay a lot in this expensive town, but our biggest and most reliable source of income is in the summer. A massive swim camp for kids in which we basically take over a pool for two months. Ka-ching, ka-splash. <laughs> but this summer, my <laughs> wife has been offered a big opportunity to work with and study at a zoo in Alaska, where she'd help raise the new crop of birds incubating eggs, keeping their featherless baby bodies warm, feeding them with little bottles of bird milk and so on. The nut hatches, grouses, maybe even a penguin, who knows? This would be a great learning and career experience for her, but times are tight financially and this would pay very little and it would mean three months away from each other. We go crazy when we have to spend a week apart, so this would be hard for the both of us, but there's a twist. When she saw that I wasn't too keen on this whole thing, she talked with the zoo in Alaska and they apparently told her that I can come as well. They're covering her housing and have a small summer job in the ticket booth or something like that. My wife is basically begging me to come with her. I guess the question boils down to should I heat? Oh. Is it? Should I heat? It's a trick. It is? Should I heat puffins at the behest of my wife if it means I couldn't go to the pool? Oh, oh, this okay, really... Okay, I'm so sorry. This, you guys. Well, sometimes our listeners try to troll us because at the beginning of our intro, we ask a moral dilemma that says, would I eat muffins for the rest of my life if it means I don't have to go to school? And so this person has gone to all the trouble to write out this huge dilemma just to rhyme with that. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't read it out loud before? No, we never read, we never read them before. That's part of the magic of it. Well, that's oh, just yeah, no, okay. I'm with well, you. I, I, I love capturing the magic on air. Well, that was so upsetting because I was getting all geared up to say absolutely go to. Yeah, Alaska. I know. Yeah, me too. Are you sure that the whole thing was a lie? Well, let's maybe act just in case. Act like it's not. Should I heat puffins at the behest of my wife if it means I couldn't go to the pool? I think that's a joke. I think that they really. <laughs> made up a whole scenario out of mess that's really sick that the, you that know you what it is something. it's unethical it's it's it is and especially that's, when we have are honestly they're sick and when we they're have a, esteemed guests on like this <laughs> you keep saying humiliated. i'm esteemed but i think i want to be a fried oh no look what you <laughs> so did mean. too much time with rishi i know it's really ruined me <laughs> I was no, going to say, talk about for that the record, let's, let's, that he should go to Alaska. He or she should yes. go to Alaska with yeah. their wife. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The the rhyming yeah. aside, the idea of should you support your spouse 
in their career development, even if it means a temporary financial setback, if it's something that they really want to do and their employer is making accommodations for you, I'd say do it. Have the adventure. Yeah. You got to look at the big picture here because it's a little financial setback now, but it could lead to big financial gain in the future Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with all this experience. Well, um, I wish that was real because that would have been fun. But, well, guys, this has been so much fun. This is... Thank you. You really... You guys are... It's so cool to have both of you on. And um, do you want to plug anything or where can people find you or... uh, We have a podcast that we would like people to listen to, even though it's now it's over. We did a four episode podcast that that you mentioned called Home Cooking. They can find it at homecooking.show or, you know, wherever they're listening to the big ones. Yeah, like, in fact, if you just want to stop listening to this podcast and switch over. (laughs) Wow. There's a lot more wordplay where that came from, let's just say. They stopped the minute you said you were going to let that rat cook. (laughs) (laughs) They went right, they quit the podcast, they went right to the message boards. Oh, God. Well, I think... I think they heard the 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 strain in your voice when you said it was okay for a rat to cook for you, and I think that that made them feel okay. They know they know the pain that you had to deal with to say that. Whew. I mean, it's me trying to be a good human above my own. You know, putting other like the. I want to put my ethics ahead of my own like personal selfish needs and wants. That's why I was proud of you because I mean, in your career you have championed unsung voices so often and i feel like uh remy the rat is such an unsung voice that deserves better recognition that's right (sighs) so where can people find you guys online if they want to follow you on twitter instagram or they want to (laughs) okay well now you stay on the line yeah because i am worried (laughs) (laughs) well then they can just find you guys i guess they can just google you i mean everyone is already following so means at rishi's just follow rishi don't you don't need to follow me I want to see a picture of your your bike, Samin. Is that on your Instagram? Oh, oh, I haven't put it online yet, but I will. I will. It's so beautiful. Please do. Would, would you let your bike cook for you? <laughs> I will say the bike has just gotten oiled. <laughs> there you go. You guys okay, can... I smell a sequel. <laughs> you guys can follow us at the Big Ones Podcast at... Um, you can you can email us at thebigonespodcast at gmail.com you can tweet us at thebigonespod on Twitter and join our Patreon Rishi, Samin, thank you guys both so much for being on, this was so much fun and thanks for listening to The, the Big, Big Ones! Ones. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.